This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 600,000 work hours and $4 million saved in one year. 15 times ROI. 60% increased revenue. Do all of those results sound impossible? Well, what if I told you those were results from our customers and their common denominator? They all achieved their results using Monday.com. When all of your people and data are connected through one work platform, you can achieve more than you've ever imagined. Go to Monday.com to start your free trial. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happen in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing.
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right, the back. How the devil are we? Good mood still. Good mood. Um, it's funny. It's funny, and and Dan, when he comes on in a second, will probably totally agree with this. It's funny how one win can just make you so happy, and the loss can make somebody else so miserable, and how much fun it is to see that other person suffering in that misery because it's not you for a change. <laughs> this is Lester Till I Die. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, uh, Lester Till I Die TV. If you're on YouTube, please, please give us a subscribe and smash the like buttons. And if you're listening on podcast, Honestly, over 20,000 downloads of our podcast in just over a year. Honestly, it it blows my mind. We're on all the main ones. We are on um, Amazon, Apple iTunes, Google, Spotify, Podcast Addict, to name just five. This is where we are. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Some people turn to drink. That was done last night. Today... I think he's actually decided to turn to food and he's comfort eating because just watching him in the back room there, he's actually just a normal-sized bag of crisps. His face disappeared into it. I mean, I don't know. He, he came out like a little squirrel. All his cheeks were full of crisps, honestly. Um, but, yeah, first first away win of the season. First win of 2022 and only our third clean sheet in the league this season. I'm gonna am I gonna milk it too bloody true I am Good evening, sir. And <laughs> enjoy those. Good evening, crisps. Christopher. How are you? <laughs> I've managed to fart my way out of the uh, out of the crisp packet. I can well, breathe I again. It's more than your plates could do last night. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I ate the crisp out of it first before I used it as a ventilating system, so don't worry about it. Nice flavour. Uh, sour cream and cracked black pepper. Whoa, I say, you know. Yes. I always I always like to, to, to have a few uh, you know, prawn cocktail flavours. It just reminds me of the missus. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, scampy fries, scampy fries, Chris. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We've started already. I think, I think your missus might be right in the fact that it might be me bringing out the uh, the, the bad side in you. Um, before we start, as always, and I'll say this and, and I'll carry on saying this until it's over, um, we stand with Ukraine at, at this time. Um yeah, just pray for them. Uh, anything you can do, uh, I would. We're sat here talking about a game of football. They're over there losing loved ones and homes and and, and the country, basically. There you go. Uh, even even down the pillars. 
Oh, we're back. Well, you're better than your colour on your channel. That was shitty brown, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but as you can see, we've got the blue and yellow. And that's proper yellow, that is. Blue and yellow in the background. But yeah, um, we are thinking about uh, Ukraine at this time. Uh, all the best to them. Um, was a football club for sale? If you've got the odd few billion pounds about, <laughs> Chelsea are up for sale. Um, you don't know who he's going to sell it to, but um, maybe... Chelsea's look, mate. I mean, they've had this, like, you know, we need a new manager, let's get rid of the old one, let's get a new one. You've got to pay him off, it doesn't matter. What, you want 24 or 5 million for him? Yeah, that's no problem. That could change. It could. It could. You've got to worry about Chelsea at the moment. Um, I mean, mm. last time I checked... You haven't really, the... have you? Be honest, you're not really worried about Chelsea. Well, I mean, I mean, when it comes to teams at the top, you know, you, you worry about how they're getting on. I mean, in terms of, as you said, you know, it's it's usually for Chelsea been a bit of a managerial merry-go-round. You know, once once it's not working, it's chop it's one chopped and the other one in. Um, the fact that it's now at boardroom level makes uh, makes Chelsea look like a bit of an interesting prospect. Um, is it going to go, you know, down the pan, or mm. is uh, some tycoon going to come in and? Uh, you know, keep keep the uh, keep them going. It that's the way it's going, though, isn't it? You know, every club has got a, a manager that has got uh, not a manager, an owner that's got a reasonable deep pockets. But, to be fair, uh, though, Chris, three billion, three billion is put it up for. It's like um, somebody said on one of my previews before. It won't be long before you have before your football club is owned by a country, let alone a business. Well, Newcastle technically are, aren't they? Technically, yeah. <laughs> technically, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I think the big worry about all this is when your, your owner wants to add enough, you know, it, it's his, I mean, in fairness to Roman, you know, he hasn't been, you know, like the Glaziers or, or, or the Conkeys or anything like that. He do, you know, until he was banned, he was turning up at games and he has supported them, you know. Apart from when he couldn't, his managers, he's always supported his managers in the transfer window. But I can't see that they're going to be around forever, you know. And no, no. <laughs> that's the worrying thing. Everybody's, you know, owned by a rich billionaire and you can easily just fall from grace as quick as you can make your money. But um, anyway, good evening to JB. Uh, hi, was the Burnley fan at the game yesterday? He wasn't, and he was probably happy that he wasn't. But he did, I did get offered a... a ticket. I did get offered a ticket, but uh, obviously, being on the watch along with Chris was too much of a pull. Too much of a pull to go to Turf Moor, and I'm glad I said no. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about being too much of a pull. Hello, Kate. How the devil are you? Demange <laughs> uh, toi as normal. Welcome along. Wouldn't be the same without you. Um, as Kate says there, yeah, he he, he, he he sat through it, and I still need Mongi to. Trip... Is that the French version for Mongi? Twi... No, 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 no. Hang on, I should have it ready. No, it isn't. <laughs> I did cut. I did cut the word off. I did say twa. So you did. You know, you did. Uh, I, I'm learning. David, good Slow process. Uh, Slow process. <laughs> Baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> How are you, David? Hope you're well and still celebrating. Uh, uh okay, didn't realize he did. I was at the match, JB. JB yeah, I mean, let us know what your thoughts of the match were. I mean, you know, we all know, we all, well, 
those of us that saw it sort of let me just get rid of the background there um those of us that saw it know how it went uh went better for leicester and i've got to be honest with you dan um that's the first time in the premier league we've won at burnley is it really mm. i did not know that fair shout yeah. um Shows you, you weren't listening when... on the preview show because I did mention that fact. Next time, I will do a test at the end and expect you to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, at that point, Chris, I did have a drinking problem and a swearing problem. Now I'm a detox-cleansed man of the cloth and uh, <laughs> <laughs> wear through some watch-alongs. I've been a man-touching cloth. But uh, <laughs> but no, it were, um, you also managed 90 minutes without an injury as well, it seems. So that's also another... Another Pierre positive. might have had a twinge, I think. I think Pierre might have had a twinge, but um, but it was it was a long time coming. Like I say, Chris, you were wrong. Am I wrong? Yeah, on so many levels. Well, yes, I am. Yeah, um, I I honestly thought, and I, I'll just double check. Um, as I say, for me, I was worried. Going into the game yesterday, I did think that you were um, going to um, do better. To, to, to put it bluntly, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't we didn't perform. We we did sit pretty similar. You were there on the uh, Crystal Palace watch along, um, yeah. and it was the same Burnley, wasn't it? Came out of the traps from kickoff, um, literally got forward, got on the front foot. But every time we had the ball, we did naff all with it. Absolutely nothing that we could have done. Um, your back line was resolute. Massive, massive shout out to Daniel Amati because he had a game of his life. Played mm. out of his skin, cut everything out. Was there if, you know, Soyuncu wasn't to flame and pick up the pieces. So, yeah, all in all, you know, you can have possession of the ball. It's what you do with it once you've got it. And uh, yeah. we didn't do anything. I'm just going to say, JB, if you just bear with me, because I got these. Um, I'm just going to. I'm just going to change things over because I was going to bring something else in, but uh, I'm not. Don't want to argue with you, JB, and I'm sure you you may well be right. But this is what. Um, where are we here? This is what I got, and I can't. I can't find it. Sod's law, isn't it? Um, is it winning at Turf Moor or just winning against Burnley in the Premier League? Oh, no, winning at Turf Moor. Um, I wouldn't that... say that might have been the difference because I think you might have said with just, you know, first win over Burnley in the Premier League. Oh, no, 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 no. It was the first time we've... we've we, you, oh, God, I've got to try and find it again now. <laughs> yeah, I, used, I used to be good at this. Right, let's see. This is going to work, he says. Is Go it? on, Chris. Who's that? Pro- get that professionalism up on screen. Go on. I know. I know. It, it, it's you. I, I just come. Um, no, because it, it's a picture. It's refusing to. Um, no. Basically, according to the Premier League the other day, um, Burnley, we played each other 13 times. You've won three. We've won six. There's been four draws. Burnley have won all three of theirs at home. And I do apologise. I did read it wrong. We have won two away. Sorry, I did. I was reading the wrong side of the uh, of the coin. So you're quite right. Yes, we did. Uh, we did beat you away. We have done it before. So uh, <laughs> oh, so is it a... is it us that haven't beat you at 
the King Power. Yes, I think it could be. Yes, yeah, you've drawn in a the Premier in the Premier League, shall we say? In the Premier League, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. JB, you're quite right. Uh, we beat Burnley a few seasons ago. Maguire got sent off, and Madison scored free kick, and Morgan scored. Bloody hell! Um, so yeah, you're quite right, JB. Thank you very much, Jordan. Good evening. How are you? Um, Kate, Chris, you, I think you were two points of me this week with the predictions, but well, of course. Of course I am. You didn't expect you were going to stay top for long, did you, Kate? Um, uh, so, going into that game, um, I mean, you know, we, we spoke about it the other day. This was the team that your manager put out. How did you feel about it? At the time or now? Both. I mean, at the time, in the match preview, I even said to you, I don't understand why Brownhill and Westwood are playing together. Both players are too similar. Um, I don't know why he changed the winning side from the Spurs game, to be honest. Um, you know, he kept it for the Palace game. I get that. Um, I can understand bringing Taylor in because obviously Eric Peters were knocked. But I wouldn't, I, I'd have still kept Vegost and uh, Rodriguez up top and left Cork in the midfield with Brownhill. Um, Westwood, for me, I'm starting to see cracks in his game, even though he's been one of our standout midfielders in recent seasons. Well, but I think falling down. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I just think Josh Brownhill's sort of got all the same attributes as Ashley Westwood, but with more creativity and a little bit more flair and noir on the ball. But you know, Jack Cork's more sit sit back and defend where Brownhill gets forward. Having two players that go forward leaves your midfield very open and uh, prone to you know counter attacks. And I think that that were a massive downfall in that game and as I said I did say that in the match preview yeah. um, but that would have where would you you wouldn't have started with Corney then no no I wouldn't have started with Corney at all no um, I'd, I'd have stuck with that same team that beat Spurs and got the draw at Crystal Palace because I just think you know stick in recent seasons Dash has had actually a, you know he's stuck with the same team through numerous amount of games I mean, you only have to look to the beginning of last season where he kept sticking with wooden barns and you were just like, none of them are hitting the, the bar, uh, barn door with a banjo. Not, none of them are... They don't seem to be working together as they once were. And yeah. why are you not changing it? Why are you not changing it? But I don't think he needed to change the side and he has done. As I said, I understand Taylor coming in. It's really bad news after the game, obviously. Losing Ben Mee, he might be out for a few weeks. From what right, I'm hearing, right? It didn't look that. It didn't look that. No, no disrespect. I'm not. No, saying no. Was, I mean, he walked but, off, didn't he? I mean, he yeah. elbowed a little bit, but um, and he carried suppose, on as well, didn't he? After his after his injury for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could have been it. It could. It could have, mm. you know, done a bit more damage by continuing. Yeah. Um, however, you know, he'll be a big miss, a big voice on the pitch, a leader, our captain. So. This is where we need Tarkowski to step up in our in, in the final uh, few games of the season. But all in I all, think, I think he needs to Tarkowski to learn how to uh, see where the ball's going and head it. Well, yeah, <laughs> Christ, I can't believe he du ducked out of that header. Did he? I don't think he ducked out of it. I just think, yeah, I think he's anticipated it. It might have just been where we were on the pitch, where you know the light. He looks up, looks at the ball, but yet the lights on the top of the stand or the floodlights, etc. Hit him because of the angle, maybe, and he's yeah. just sort of 
off the scan. I think anywhere else on the pitch, we wouldn't even be talking about it. But the fact that it was, well, it nearly led to a goal. Well, is, yeah, it let Dakar in, didn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it was just like I said, because him, and I don't know whether it was Robert in that position, but he went up with another player. The other player, I think, got it. And I think that took it over Tarkovsky's head. But he was kind of looking like, where is it? And it had already yeah, gone over his head. Lost. Yeah, it looked funnier than it probably was, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> looked funny from our end as well. I'm uh, going to say hello and welcome to Talking the Turf TV. How the devil are you, sir? Fatigue got well, the best of us. Leicester's high press killed us. For me, we got off lightly with a nil-two. I mean, we did say this, whether not having the game at the weekend for Leicester would would help us or 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 hinder us because... You know, they say when you've not necessarily had a brilliant game, you want to get back on the bike straight away when you've fallen off it. You said, though, Chris, as well, you said mm-hmm. prior to kickoff to watch down that left-hand side, you know, yeah. Kieran Dewsbury all and uh, ha- Ashley Barnes, Harvey Barnes, sorry. Yeah. Um, it was Tarkovsky you know, after, not Ashley Barnes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, Harvey Barnes and KDH were absolutely formidable down that left-hand yeah. side, and you called it before the game. All yeah. the attacks came down that left-hand side. And, yes. you know, it, you punished us, mate. You punished us big time. Yeah. JB, I thought uh, we were far better than Burnley all over the pitch and should have been more. I agree. I do agree Ooh. with JB there. Mm-hmm. I just think... It should have been uh, more, let's be honest with have. you. But should Pope, have, yeah. I mean, is he, is he in the England squad? Is he, is he picked for England these days? I doubt and it. Not, um, why not on that performance? Yeah, well, uh, three words: big club, big club bias. To be honest with myself, I thought Southgate was going to be different. I have to be honest with you because he started out that way, and there's a Leeds player in there. There's a couple of Leicester players, but he seems to have got into the same old habit that all the other previous managers have. But I tell you what, I think. I mean, you said you called it yet yeah, at the end of the game. Schmeichel could have been sat sat here with me having having a box of Pringles. You know, he yes. just he, he had one save in fairness, and apart from that, he had a very very quiet night. I don't think I think that in and I'm surprised. This is what surprises me because you'd suddenly started to turn it around. You'd had two really good wins. You beat Tottenham, but apparently you can, you can do that if you're a, 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 a championship side anyway. Um, <laughs> And, okay, you didn't win against Palace, but you didn't lose. That was a game that you'd have probably lost earlier in the season. So I was surprised that, you know, they said that that Casper had so little to do. Yeah, I I totally agree with what Reese said there at the bottom of of his comment. I think Corne isn't really much of a threat up top as a striker. I'd say play him on the wings. You know, when we've seen him in games, he's played on the wings. He's sort of done... A bit like an Iron Robin role, tried to cut in, get the goal, just right, right place, right time. I mean, being up front, he's, he's starting... I think Dash has asked him to play sort of like Chris Chris Wood on the on the shoulder of the last defender. You know, you've got the pace, try and nip in there. But with that pace, he's, he's going a little too early. And as we saw, you know, we could have gone 1-0 up in that game and it were it obviously it were rightly ruled out. No, it, it um, was. I mean, if I'd have been you, I would have been that. a bit pig sick. I'm going to have to be honest with you. Having watched it, it was one of those. It definitely was. It was definitely tight. Um, to be fair, I've looked back at the highlights of the game, and uh, 
not nothing take nothing away from Leicester. It just that that was a game that screamed how bad is you know English refereeing. You know it, it needs something needs looking into. Um, I'm not saying in general decisions, but I just think that altogether the Chris Kavanagh's performance as, as a ref in that game, even even Sean Dash came out and said, "I'm not saying nothing." We all know what the uh, we all know what the referees um, in this in this league wow. are like. Yeah. Um, it, but I'm not saying that was anything bad on Leicester. I'm not saying that things were given against us. I'm not saying things weren't were given no. a, you know against Leicester. It was just there was no explanation to anything. We don't know what happened with that Ian Warne situation. Why our assistant manager got booked? Nobody said anything. Uh, so. Yeah, it, it's it was interesting, and I can't take away the fact that you literally, you know, never you never gave up, and you fought yeah. to the end. And at eighty-two minutes, we were blown out of our arse and couldn't really do much more. Um, <laughs> simple as that. First one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just the, 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 these are some quotes I put up uh, earlier that, um, uh, from the BBC. Uh, Burnley have lost. Uh, two of their past three home league Premier games after losing just one of the eight before that, uh, but six draws in that, in fairness. Uh, Leicester won an away Premier League game by a two-goal margin for the first time in over a year. My God, since beating Fulham 2-0 at Craven Cottage in February 2021, which literally is a year ago. Burnley faced 22 shots against Leicester, last facing more in a home Premier League game on April against Manchester City. Um, since his Premier League debut on the 31st of August 2014, Leicester striker Jamie Vardy has been uh, directly involved uh, in 168 goals. That's 128 goals and 40 assists. A haul only bettered by Harry Kane in that time. Fair enough. Um he now holds the record. He's, he's taken over from Ian Wright as um, the, the the most over th- for some a player over thirty scoring the most goals. And I've just seen a thing on the BBC. Then it says, "How long can Jamie Vardy go on for?" And again, I've I, I called it a few. Well, I've called it all season that you I have, think yeah. that is going to be the one that comes in, and Vardy is going to be like he did last. You know, last night he's going to be the one that comes in uh, for those last twenty minutes or so. And I, I didn't know what would happen last night because obviously last night he was coming back from an injury. Um, but you know, you must. I, I suppose the first thing is you must have been glad when you, you didn't see him on the team sheet. But then you must have been like, oh my god, when he came on. Yeah, um, I think you called it in the match preview that it's one of those where if he starts, are you sort of like right? If if we nullify his game to begin with. You know, then it, it's a completely different game. But you also called it again by saying, you know, bring him on the last twenty minutes, 10, 10 20 minutes, and uh, he'll do some. He'll do something when you know the opposition's got tired legs. Yes, uh, it's. I agree with that, Reese. I really do. Um, but however. Just, you can't stop Jamie Vardy against Burnley. There's just you can't. No matter what we do, I, I mean, mean you can't that, blame Pope for either of the goals. No, really. no. I mean, the first goal. Even Pope's come out in an interview at the end of that, at the end of the game, and said, "There's nothing I could have done 
Um, I was blindsided by um, Tarkowski, I think, when, when he initially took the shot. And he's gone full stretch anyway. He said, no matter what, I wasn't getting to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, I think our left back, Charlie Taylor, has just literally let Jamie Vardy run in front of him and bag, that, bag the winner. So I'm, uh, I was going to say, it's nice to actually talk about another team's defensive problems and not, not mm-hmm. our own. Because um, that was very much Leicester-esque defending for that, for that goal. I mean, Vardy, like I said yesterday, tactical genius that Brendan Rodgers is with his substitutions, always said that all season I've been saying what a great tactical technician Brendan Rodgers is. But, you know, it's great when you do that and it comes off. It's like, you know, it, 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 it looks brilliant. But the two subs did for you when they did come on. And we were sat there, certainly with Madison and certainly with Luckman, that they weren't in the starting eleven. And yes, we've got Leeds on 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 our first game on Saturday, but we well, had one at the weekend. There's no reason. Sorry. So come on, Leicester. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a watch along, so you can actually come on and have a look, see how, see how we do for you. It will just be typical Leicester, though, that we've we've had good performance like that this season, and we'll go and Leeds will beat us, but. Um, that, uh, and I'm going to come back to Reese's point in a minute, but I mean, the, it was. I, I sat there, and like I say, it just reminded me of Leicester's. It was almost like we had a good defensive game. You know, you you didn't get pa- a lot past us at all. Well, like we say, Schmeichel didn't have much to do. We had like we were getting past him with ease. If we'd had sort of, you know, if you hadn't had Poping goal, it would have been a lot more. Uh, it was just like a complete change around and. It's, I don't think it's been a long, or well, it's been a, certainly been a long time since I've seen a Burnley defence like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, how do I say? I, I, I can't even go against and say that. You know, you you took out our captain, which was you know you took out our our voice at the back, commanding, um, because at the end of the day. As a, as a Premier League footballer, you should all be shouting at each other and advising mm-hmm. each other to do a job, whether you've got a white band round your arm or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just looked after, after losing Ben. Me, we did look a bit shoddy at the back. Um, but even yeah, before definitely, that, definitely we like definitely on Burnley like. It was, and in the first half, if we'd have gone in two or three up, I don't think you could have complained. Um, no, not at all. But, not at all. But was it, did you say it was Taylor that sort of Vardy just sort of went, hey, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched it. it back and I've watched it back in slow motion as well. And all, all you mm-hmm. see, you see Charlie Taylor look and he sees Jamie Vardy and he sort of thinks, right, I'm going to stick with him. The next minute, as he's turned his head back, you see him sort of slightly turn again. By this point, Jamie Vardy's already here, literally crosses paths with him and he just goes... As all that, how's he got that? How have you let him get that to the back stick? Yeah, I'm not being funny. Whether whether he's managed to get it to the back stick and Jamie Vardy slots it in or not, you've just let a man run from behind you, run in front of you to bag the second goal. Don't start no. screaming at the other two defenders. Charlie Taylor's been notorious for that this season, um, and it's a it's shame a because Eric defenders. Peters. Between Vardy, I think it was three defenders between Vardy and um, yeah, I forget who it was. Madison, I think, wasn't it that crossed the ball? I think, think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and like I say, it's just it's nice to see no disrespect, but other teams having problem with the defense as, <laughs> as well as us. I'm gonna I was gonna go back to this point that, that he said it, it was Reese. Um yeah. uh, to play out for that is something I've noticed these last two games. Now, whether it is actually going it is sinking in that we can't play that way because for a long time we were playing zonal marking at the back. And of course, you know, at corners, zonal marking, you got a, somebody got a corner, you got a goal, you know. I never forget, yeah. I forget what game it was. And the the, uh, the commentator said, Oh, you get a corner against Leicester, as good as get a goal. Oh, it's a goal. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've now gone back to man to man. And we've been playing about at the back so often. And he wasn't doing that as much, Michael, last night. Um, I mean, the one time we did do it, you got the ball off us and you got you got a throw in equal with our penalty box. You know, if you're going to lose it, I turn to them, kick it up and lose it in your half and we can at least get back. So very much for he's taking that point. I wish that Michael had been doing that all season. No, I, I agree with you, Chris. I agree with you. Um... Schumacher was so quiet in that game anyway. Uh, he, he didn't even have to be there, as I've, as I've stated. Um, he might as well, uh, as I said on the watch along, uh, he could have he took his gloves off, put them back in the packet and took the receipt and asked for his money back. Um, <laughs> he literally, you know, they wouldn't have known the difference. Yes. Just, yeah. You know, that that's how poor we were. We had enough of the ball, but didn't do anything with it. And that that's... That's the only bugbear I have with yesterday's game. To be fair, it was it was a big. I think, but both teams needed the win, um, mm. without a doubt. And I mean, you know, bringing bringing the bringing the rest of the team up here. I mean, at the back there, and I, it's been a long time since I've seen them play together because of all the injuries and what have you. But it it Kagler, Sayuncu, and Daniel Amati. It was like they've been playing together all season. They were class. I, I can't mm. say anything about, uh, other than that. Um, Sayonchu looked back to his best in that game as well. And even if he did mm. have a bit of a lapse of concentration, Amate were there were to pick up the pieces. Mm. Um, he's, he's just come on leaps and bounds. You know, you know the Amate. strangest thing is, though, Chris, to sit here and say Burnley did absolutely nothing in terms of shots, you know, entertaining Schmeichel's gloves or anything like that. And yet a centre-back for Leicester was the man of the match. Like It sounds almost like silly to say, but mm. when we were getting forward, as I said, we weren't able to get anything to Schumacher because uh, um, Amate, being a one-man army, took it upon himself to say, don't worry, boys, I've got this, and cut it's out like, everything. It's an old cliche. I'm going to say it anyway because I'm old. It's like having a new signing because, you know, for a couple of seasons, he's been the Vestergaard of our back, back line, <laughs> this this uh, you know this uh, this season is the Johnny Evans of our back line. He's he really and they they played so well together that Fafana is going to come straight back in. We know that you know, and yeah. I, I feel sorry for Daniel Amati. Um, we we mentioned Tillemans when we were doing the, the live watch along um, that he didn't really get much of a many mentions, which makes you think that he's not actually doing much, if that's the case. But he was taken off. And I, I said at the time, I was surprised that he'd taken him off because him and Madison are two players that can change a game. 
Yeah, even if they have a bad game, just one moment yeah. of brilliance can well, change exactly. the game. You know, I mean, you know, he he, he didn't have to play at all in the in the FA Cup final, but he got that amazing goal. I know, and if we we know he's going, and he probably will be going. You know, he's waiting till this till the end of the season to see who's in the Champions League and and, and take his choice of clubs. Um, but he looked really, and, and people have been saying sort of like, oh, he's not been giving it his all and what have you. Well, for somebody who doesn't, you know, that he's been accused of not caring about the club and not giving it his all, he looked well peed off to be to be taken off. Yeah, he did. He wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. He definitely wasn't best pleased about it. Mm. Um, although, when as as we've said, you know, down the left hand side was where he was getting most of your. You know where it was more entertaining. That's where mm. you were attacking us and things like that. That right and sad wasn't really, you know, pulling pulling the punches sort of thing. It was very one sided game in terms of the way you was trying to attack us. Uh, but you can't fault him. You can't yeah. fault him. I think no matter what, if if you start the game and you feel in your mind that you're only just starting to get a foothold in the game and things like that, and all of a sudden you see your number come up, you're going to be fuming. Mm. You, you're going to be fuming. Um, there's nothing worse than being subbed, in my opinion. I, I, I sometimes think you've got to look at it in two ways. Is it a fitness thing? Is it a fitness thing keeping fresh for mm. keeping fresh for the Leeds game, or is it a case of looks on you? You're not really in the best of form, are you? Off yeah. you pop. But I love I love the fact, like I say, it's always you never like your best place to leave. And you know, with Leicester, we know whatever we've achieved, we you know we're never going to be a Liverpool or a Man City. There's always going to be bigger, bigger birds out there to come, you know, peck and peck at our food. And I just, I am admiring the guy that if he's been, you know, ten games to the end of the season when he's probably going to be leaving us, he's still getting peed off that he's been, you know, substituted. <laughs> Carry on for those ten games, you know. Um, and I think it was, but it was very interesting what you said there about a lot of our, or most of our attacking threat was coming down that left-hand side. I mean, on the right-hand side, we had um, Piera, who, looking at it, like I say, I'm, I'm not got to the bottom of it, but he may not uh, have been 100 Could have put you 1-0 up in the game as well, to be fair, for it, you know. Yes, he did. Pope pulled out a real save from... If from... for Bloody Pope, yes, you know, <laughs> I saw then. Um, but... He had all Brighton, love all Brighton. He gives a 100% when he comes on. You can never accuse him of not trying. 300 games he notched up yesterday, so well done to all Brighton. That was the wrong one. I do like Mark <laughs> Brighton, but not that much. <laughs> that was the one, 300 games. I mean, it is, it is an achievement. It is, um, it is. But he's, he's getting on a bit now, and he's maybe getting a little bit more sort of reserved, you know, he knows the game, he reads the game, and where on the other side, you had Luke Thomas, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, and um, Harvey Barnes. Kieran Dewsbury Hall is 24, is the oldest. They were playing without any fear. Yeah. you know, and, and they knew that, you know, if one of them went forward and went out of position, there would be another one of them behind. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing I can say for... Um, for any of them is um, we did a thing the other day when um, when they were saying about what was it? I was on a Spurs channel earlier today 
just because I could and I was taking the pee out of them. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know it's horrible and we lost to a championship side, but, but it spurs and it makes me happy. So, <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> and, uh, you know, and the question came up because uh, uh, Stephen was in from, uh, uh, from um, Steve S. Fleetley TV. Which player would you take from Leicester? And most of the Spurs people said Harvey Barnes, you know. Um, but to me, the two best compliments I can give is Chilwell, we've not missed him because we've had Luke Thomas coming through. And Kieran Jewsby Hall, yeah, okay, he's not a Tillemans at the moment, but he makes me not as worried about Tillemans. We don't have to go out and spend 50, 60 million to get a Tillemans replacement. We can go and spend a little bit more and get, you know, uh, somebody that we can develop. And that, you've mentioned it an, an awful lot, Dan. What's the youth policy like at, at, at Burnley? Because you're always saying that you, your squad's so old and you only get in, you know, when you've, when you've gone past 30 and you're ready for your bus pass. Um, I mean, tell, tell me about the youth system at Burnley. It's a work in progress. Um, we want we wanting to gain an academy status. Um, we've known that now for at least a good season and a half. Um, work needed work needs to be done to get that. Uh, however, we, you know, we've got players coming through. We've just signed. Um, well, we used to have a, Bur- a Burnley player called Mickey Mellon, who's now the manager of Tranmere Rovers. Um, his his um, his son. His son uh, has just signed pro terms at our place as well. Apparently, um, the youth youth staff rave about him. So, fingers crossed, crossed he's going to be a decent one. Um, we've got Wayne Rooney's cousin, young cousin um, in our youth system as well. He's Funnily enough, he's a centre-back, though. He's not a, not a forward, so he's a defender. Um, uh, Jake Rooney. So, hopefully, he'll come good and uh, be part of the setup at one point. And as we saw, you know, we had young uh, Lewis Richardson, only 20, I think he's just turned 20, um, on the Burnley bench against Leicester. So, you know, we, we are, we have got a few youth players in there. It's just, it's just about making sure that if you, when you're a Man City and mm. you've got a shed ton of quality, you know, already out there on the pitch, what harm is it sticking somebody on there that's not entirely ready, but gives them an opportunity and, you know, full well will play yeah. out the skin to try and do it. At yeah. Burnley, when you're currently sort of languishing at the bottom, you're taking a huge risk. Um, we do want to eventually look at our youth system and, you know, the chairman's actually come out and said, eventually we do want to start producing a lot of talent. However, we all know now in English football, it's really, really difficult. And sometimes you've got to look abroad and further than the end of your nose to pick out, you know, a really good young gem. Um, so, so who knows? I mean, those days are gone. You, you look at Everton, you look at Southampton, Arsenal and their youth systems that have produced, you know, decent players over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Chelsea have a, has a youth system, but that's they play for all different clubs, don't they? Because they're all out on loan. So. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, well, I was going to say, will they get the chance at Burnley? See, that's that's another thing. We had a we had a youth player called Ali Koike who was who was pretty decent. Uh, it was originally I knew a left his brother, back. Ali up. <laughs> <laughs> um, he 
he was originally a left back, started playing left wing, and he was just he was getting goals for fun. And we thought, oh, he's going to make the step up. Um, his contract were up. Burnley offered him new terms, and he thought, nah, I'm I'm I, I want to actually, you know, play regular football. So he's gone. He left us and joined. I think it was Bristol Rovers last from when he left us on a free. Um, and now he's currently playing his trade at Northampton Town. So whether he regains himself and goes up yeah. the leagues, who knows? But um, he were a decent player. He looked good. But again, Jimmy Dunn. We had Jimmy Dunn, who was a youngster. He looked ready for first-team football in pre-season games this season. And we ended up selling him before the window was out. And he's, I think he's... Uh, I think he's not far off being QPR's top goal scorer. Oh. I think he's got four or five goals from defence. That centre back, uh, Jimmy Dunn's centre back. So, so yeah, he was another good youngster that we've lost out on. And I'm sorry to have to do this to you now, but that's a sorry not sorry moment. It is, as you can tell <laughs> with my with my sigh here, couldn't I? I mean. We'll go down. I mean, I've got to say, you know, we've only won one game, but it's just like the black clouds have been lifted over Filbert Way and the KP. Um, we're up there. I say we're up there now in 12th. Um, the thing is, though, games, I didn't realize like we're only like 12, some of them 12 games off. Well, if we have a look at, um, Man City, they're only 11 games off the end of the season. It is coming thick and fast. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm looking down here. Is it going to be coming too quick and too fast for Burnley? I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, as, I've said, as I said, the past couple of games we've had have been you know, midweek, then weekend, then midweek again. It's, Almost preparation for the championship in a nutshell. Um, mm. But, you know, the next couple of weeks are Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. So we are getting being able to sort of recharge the batteries throughout the week. It's it's going to be interesting. As I say, the game that we've got this weekend at home to Chelsea, back at Turf Moor again. So there's not much travelling involved. Um, however... You know, it's a free hit this game this weekend and then the game against Brentford the weekend after is a relegation six-pointer which we need the points from. Um, I would rather lose 9-0 to Chelsea this weekend if it guaranteed us three points against Brentford the week after. Um, but yeah. to be totally honest with you, look at the games that, that are there this weekend. You know, you host Leeds United, Spurs host Everton, um, Brentford Norwich... You know, we could do with that one finishing a draw. To sort of really g the team up, haven't you? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting to that sort of business end now, where you're not just having to do your own dirty work to get the result, but you're also looking over your shoulder at hoping that the teams around you falter as well. I mean, I'm looking at the games you've got left here, and in fairness, they are a mixed bunch. I mean, it is, yeah, yeah. You've you've still got um, your Everton and your Villa game to be to be arranged. Mm-hmm. Um, you start, you say you've got Chelsea this weekend and no disrespect, you think you you would think Chelsea will probably win that. But yeah. then again, there's a lot of stuff going on at Chelsea at the moment. So if true, that's, true. You know, 
I'm not, in to... fact, Chris, what's the latest on that in the FA Cup? Luton were two one up against Chelsea last time I checked. Oh, were they? Oh, I was thinking about the sale more than the actual. Um, yeah, not Luton thing. were beating Chelsea two one at the last time I no. looked. Come on, I like Luton. Come on, Luton. Um, let's have well, let's have a look, shall we? Let's have a look at the scores on the doors, Miss Ford. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, oh, it's finished. It's over. Yes, West Ham are out. Jake, <laughs> if you're watching this, Jake. <laughs> Southampton beat them 3-1. And they're having a, not a bad season. The final score was Luton 2, Chelsea 3. Uh. On live, live on air here. I'm just going to go down now and find Jake's messaging. <laughs> oh, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> I am going to enjoy in this. Where are we? Oh, here we he go. He posted a picture, Chris. Did you see he posted a picture saying, we have arrived? I said, did you get a bus? <laughs> I mean, he only lives in that <laughs> corner, doesn't he? He does. It's a, it's nearer <laughs> than going, actually going to a home game for him. Um, we are discussing you. <laughs> I tell you what, forget it. Let's do it this way. Let me remove that. Let me just try and. Uh, this isn't like rubbing somebody when they when they're down, kicking somebody when they're down, is the. I want to say rubbing them when they're down. You definitely must be a physio, Chris. Yes, <laughs> or you'd end up in jail. Um, <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> yes. Right. Where are we? Chrome tab. Twitter. Here we go. Right. <laughs> Can we see this? We are discussing the. We are discussing the F eight. I can't. You, you can see this, can you? No, no, can't see it. You can't it's see just it. Me, no, I'll tell you why, because I've not added it in. Here we go. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, we're discussing the FA Cup in our post-match review. And just noticed. I feel like Michael McIntyre here doing centre wall. And <laughs> <laughs> just noticed your score. Oh dear. Oh, we've had a text back. Um, who's who's Chubby? Who's 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 Mister Cox? Who's Chubby? <laughs> <laughs> has he has he replied? No, I'm just saying that that would be oh. on the centre wall. We've had a message oh, from somebody yes. called Chubbe. Yeah. Who's Chubbe? Who's Chubbs? Who's Chubbs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, Jakey boy. West Ham's <laughs> season starting to fall apart, is it? To be fair, Chris, they were lucky to get through, weren't they? I mean... They were, yes. Do you think we could have a PMSL on the end? Why not? Why not? Why yes. not? There we go. And it's sent. And it's sent. Let's see, because he's probably in the car coming back now. Jake, I love that. How long commute, I absolutely love doing that live on air. Oh. It's a big, a big commute for him. A big commute for him. It is. It is. Um, the good news is I've had to take the table down to do that, but... Okay, going through your through your games, um, which I did have up somewhere. 
Uh, yeah, so you've got Chelsea. You'd think, like you say, I'm guessing that they, they maybe didn't have a strong team out tonight. I don't know. Brentford, I mean, they are in free fall. I thought they were going to do a lot better than they've done this season. They yeah. really they started off well, but where Leeds, for example, and Sheffield United in their first season up carried it on, they have kind of um uh you know they've they've let it slip, haven't they? And and they they're, they're in the battle. I honestly think they're in the battle. That is gonna be a big game for you. Massive game. Massive game. And uh we need we need to be prepared for that because They'll be up for it, knowing that, you know, beat us, it, it sort of nullifies an opponent in that relegation rat race. Mm. Um, and we know the same. We know the same thing. Um, it, I still... I'm not sure... Right, you said, I think you said, close. didn't you, you'd give up the three points against Chelsea if oh, you could I'd, beat I'd, Brentford. I'd, say, I'd take an absolute tub thumping on, on Saturday if it meant that we were guaranteed the three against Brentford. Hmm. I would take I would take a nine nil. I would take the biggest score and I would take an eleven nil defeat if I mean if it if it meant that we. To be fair though, we've got to take some optimism uh, from the fact that out of the two, well, I can't say two games now, but out of the first time we actually got three points this season was against Brentford at Turf Moor. So hmm. we've got to look at it and say, right, let's go to the uh, to the Brentford Community Stadium and. Um, hmm. Fingers crossed, get the three points there as well. Do the double over them. And then you've got, I think, two tough games. You've got the Sky Sports um, live game. You host Southampton. And we've just seen they are flying under the radar so much this season. Massively, um, massively. And then you've got uh, your, your host, Man City. <laughs> You well, know. that's our that's well, our annual that's our annual roll over on our bellies and get tickled for ninety minutes. So, <laughs> but but Man City they are vulnerable. We've seen them be beaten by clubs. They are, and at season. that point, at that mm. point as well, Chris, they may also be in a, a, a title race if the points tally by that by that game week um, comes about. You know, they could be tr- trying to play catch up with Liverpool by that point. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Then, and this is probably your biggest game for me of the season, of the way it's panned out, you travel to Norwich. Another one. Another tough one. You know, we drew nil-nil with them at the turf. We Another game where pretty much, if you watched Manchester United against Watford the other night, then that was pretty much like Burnley against Norwich at the turf. We threw everything, the kitchen sink, and just nothing were going in for us. It was just, it was just an off day. However, yeah. you can expect that of Burnley and Norwich. Manchester United against Watford is a completely de- different kettle of fish, and you'd have expected yeah. Manchester United to have put Watford to the sword, but they didn't. Um, so, fingers crossed, we can find a way of getting past Norwich at that point. Um, mm. I but mean, they're fighting as well. No, this is it. And then you've got that's why if, if you if you win if you win that game, that's a huge. It is a, the, the, the the oft mentioned six pointer, isn't it? It is. It gets that it gets yeah. that monkey off your back, so to speak. Yeah. You've then travelled to the aforementioned Jake's West Ham, and you then another host... three points. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, Jack. Evening, Chubbs. How are we doing? Um, then, uh, then you host Wolves, and joking aside, t- potentially two difficult games. And then you've got Watford. <laughs> you, you've, and this is it. You know, you're not looking at that and going, 
Yeah, we've got a hard running. If you're honest, you're looking at that, and all right, then you've got Villa, you've got Newcastle on the last day, but you've got Spurs in there as well. Now, we know how the way Spurs are up and down like a, um, a lift, <laughs> keeping it clean, you see, up and down like a lift. But I tend to say, looking at that, sometimes you look at the last games of the season, you think, God, I'm, I can't see us getting many points from that. But of all those games, I'd say half of them are going to be hard for you, but half of them are teams around you. Yeah. The thing the thing is, it's, it's so easy to sit here and just say, yeah, you know, Watford, free fall, Brentford are in free fall, Norwich, are they going to be hit and miss like they have been? Who knows? Um, but as every game week comes about, you know, the closer we get towards the end of the season, as I said, these clubs, not just Burnley, but the the other clubs in there, Everton, Leeds, mm. they're also looking over their shoulder as well, going, ah, like, come on, something's got to give here. And if it, if we don't Definitely. sort our, you know, get our crap together, we are, you know, in dire straits. It is so, t- I mean, I think it's, up, up until recently, we everybody thought Man City were going to walk away with the league. Liverpool are... Oh, yeah. Thankfully, 12 point lead at one point. Now, and it is being... And they are winning 2-0 against Norwich in the Cup. But, you know, down that bottom end, it, it's it's the proverbial duck's bottom, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. 17, six points from, you know, 16th down to 20th. It's going to be an interesting run in Newcastle. Your last game of the season, we, you were saying at the start of the season, oh, this is going to be a, this this could be the you know the proverbial one of us is up, one of us is down. I think, unfortunately, whether you agree with it or not, I think Newcastle are going to be safe. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've not had a look at Newcastle's running to be fair, but e- either way, I think Newcastle still have enough about them to probably yes. get out of it. Yeah. Um, however, however, if Newcastle are out of it. You know, and we're scrapping for our laughs on that last dick game of the season. Who's to say that Newcastle sort of don't chuck us a laugh line, you know, in a, in a nutshell? You yeah, never know. It, it happens, doesn't it? And, you know, I've seen it, you know, once a team, like you say, Norwich, have really, really struggled all season. Once they are actually um, down, the pressure yeah. is off. And the team yeah. stop playing. It's, it's so strict. We did it. We did. We did it in Onan we, when we got relegated. We, well, I say we got relegated. We, obviously, we already had the big fat yellow line across us, or red line, as it were, with the uh, with the R letter at the side. And we had Spurs come to town, and you know they were two 0 up. Bale and Modric put Spurs two 0 up. Next minute, we beat them four two, and you're yeah. just like, whoa, what's all that about? So it, it, that Newcastle game. And, you know, looking at your running, it could go down to the last few games. That's um, the question I've got to ask you, though, Chris, as well. Do you think that it's going to go down to the wire on the final day? Um, and I'm not saying all three options will be open. I mean, points-wise, technically, it is open at the moment. But could you see I've, it? I've got to say, nothing will surprise me this season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, look at look at look at the prediction league we do. How bad are we doing? <laughs> Every you know, in mine, in yours, in Doug, nobody's doing well because it is such a topsy turvy season. I mean, we all said Norwich and Watford were going to be two to go down, uh, and, and I stick with that. To be honest with you, um, like I say, I haven't checked all the all the run ins. It's in your own hands. 
Um, it is, it is, if you get wins against those, and it's a bit stating the obvious, I suppose, but if you can get wins against those teams around you, yeah, rather than the draws that you've been sort of getting a lot of this season, I think, yeah, I think, and I think you, I think you'll be safe. Um, you've also, with the, with the form that you've shown, all right, forgetting last night, but you know, this form up until that was getting improved, was improving. Um, but again, like us, you stutter, you know, <laughs> I have a, you know, I'm dreading that we're going to go to, you know, we're going to entertain leads and we're going to lose. So I think you've got enough about you to stay up. Um, I, I mean, to be honest with you, for, for me as a neutral, um, I would love you to stay up and I would love to see Blackburn stay up because they're going to be such two amazing. Well, you want them dogs. to come up, sorry, you want Blackburn to come up. Yeah, because because I can say that I get fed up with all oh, this weekend. It's the Manchester Derby. Who gives a shit? You know, outside of Manchester, well, actually, outside of Manchester, a lot of people do give a shout because most Man United fans don't live in Manchester. But you know, you get oh, and it's the ever it's the it's the Merseyside Derby. Oh, let's have another. You know, I, I, and obviously, I've, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Lancashire, but I would love to see. I love the derbies. I I, I, I literally love the derbies. I mean, the time we drew Blackburn in the cup prior to us ever getting promoted, um, hope you're well, Scott. Um, We, funnily enough, the uh, where I lived at the time was on the main road that took them down to where the turf were. Right. So when the minibus were going down with all the Blackburn fans on, and this was obviously we were in the championship. I think we're still under Stan Turnant at the time, or Steve Cottrell, I'm not sure. Um, and I'm, I'm what? How old? 12, 13 maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm stood there, and all these fans, I'm there in my Berlin shirt, and they're all like, we're giving it all stuff. So I'm giving it back as a 12-year-old kid, stood there at this little bus stop across the road from my house. They stopped the bus, and all these fans started piling out, but they all stood at the door and then they all got back on and went off. But the way the Burnley-Blackburn rivalry just is, it's just so intense. You've Honestly, it's pretty much, you see the scenes in Russia and Ukraine now, that's nothing on a Burnley-Blackburn <laughs> derby match day. I'll tell you that now. Do, do, you didn't say that. You didn't just say that. Moving on. No, no. I mean, I mean, it is proper hat. They literally block it off. You are literally metal shielded up to, well, to the rafters. I, I had I had all my children when I was in Burnley and must be the water, I'll tell you. <laughs> for a while, I had a job at Blackburn Rovers. It was only six months. It wasn't... We all have our crosses to burn, Chris. We all have our yeah. crosses to burn. <laughs> but for somebody like me to actually be working at a football club, you just think... It's brilliant. It's like it's like a kid in a candy store. It yeah, was, it's like you know, a little dream, isn't it? It is. It is. And, you know, on match day, um, and of course, because you got season tickets, because you were, were the staff, on match day, you know, somebody, somebody was sat in my seat once, so I went and got one of the you know, a big not not one of these little stewards, a big steward. He goes, You're right, Chris. I went, yeah, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. He sat in my seat because he wouldn't move when I asked him to. He said, Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sat here now. <laughs> this guy, and he virtually almost manhandled him out of the seat. So, how do you know that's your seat? I said, I bloody work here, that's why. But I can remember we got cheap 
shirts at the shop. So, of course, because we were um, watching uh, Blackburn, I had Blackburn shirts. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but we'd actually stop on the M65 on the way home and get changed. Because we knew we could, if we drove into Burnley and stopped any traffic lights at all in a Blackburn <laughs> shirt, <laughs> that we'd, we'd have no wheels by the time we came to move away. That so yeah, I know how bad it is. I literally, I was how would you feel like, if Forest came up, though, Chris? Now, how would you feel if Forest came up? After the stuff does, I wouldn't want them to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, in a way. You normally, as a lot of fans would say, good, they're our rivals, they're down there. Look where you are now, Baba. We're up here. We're the biggest team in the East Midlands. How about, you know, all this? We say it about Blackburn, we're like, look up, look up. Yes, yeah. But you do miss those games. And that buzz that was around when we played Forest, it's the first time in eight years. Yes, we had the idiots that decided to want to smash town, you know, the town up and and ruin it and scare kids and what have you. I thought we'd got past those days, to be honest with you, but every club still has a few Neanderthals that sort of yeah. seem to hang about. Um, That's but, why I stick to YouTube now. That way I'm not, I'm stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but in a, in a way, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd like it because then you've got the rivalry of, we finished above you last season, you know, or, or the, oh shit, don't say anything. They're, they're above us, you know. It just adds something to the season. Yeah, it does, you know. does. And especially for clubs like, and no disrespect, but I, I put both of us into this bracket, Burnley and Leicester, when normally you're probably not going to be playing for a cup. Normally you're not playing to win the Premier League and you might not, you know, be, be fighting relegation. So you've got that mid-table sort of, well, yeah, all right, what are we going to do? You know, we've, we've, we finished eighth again, that's good, or, or we finished seventh and we're in the Europa, but you've got that forest at the weekend, you know, you've got rovers are coming over, you know, lock the door, missus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, in a way, I'd, I'd say I've, I've enjoyed the fact that we've been up here and they haven't, and they've had their time, Forest and Derby have won it as well, so they've had their time. But there's one reason, like I say, that, and because of that, the fact that it's been so long ago, I now would want, I now would want the, um, I'd want them to come up because it's been so long since we've had yeah. that. Um, the reason I wouldn't want them to come up because we would be embarrassed by our fans because our fans would be singing the the, the chant that Vichai we won the Premier League and you haven't. Well, yeah, Forrest did win the old top division. It was just called something different. And, you know, and it's like embarrassing when, you know, our fans sort of, yeah, you obviously don't know much about football. You're chanting that West Ham have never done this or another team's never done this. They have in the history. It was just called something different. So that, be, that overall, being said, Chris, I, I don't, I don't want to lower the tone or anything. But um, you going you to? Just, you, you've just reminded me with something you said there, um, and I want to just, I just want to throw my, um, throw my two penny thing with it, really, and just say that uh, half of our fan base, um, I, I'm, I'm absolutely disgusted um, with some of the things I'd seen online that had been said in that Burnley Leicester game. Um, nobody should have come out with any of the um, 
sayings that were said at that game. Uh, there was a portion of fans speaking about um, the Vichar situation um, in terms of the uh, helicopter and stuff. And I, I just think it's disrespectful and downgrading. Uh, we've already got a tarnished name, you know, with certain things that have happened with the banner over Man City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're making yourself look like Muppets. You're making our fan base look like absolute idiots. And I just want to say on behalf of our fan base, we're not all like that. We're not all Neanderthals, as Chris has said. You know, there is the minority in our in fan bases. Every club, in every club. Um, but yeah, we don't that, we don't stand for that. Our, our channel doesn't represent that as Burnley Football yeah. Club, and I'm sure as hell know that Burnley Football Club does not represent those idiots as well. Well, f- first of all, thank you, thank you very much for saying that. Uh, I must admit, I haven't seen it at all today. I've not been. I've only been a little bit on the social media. I've been doing sort of, you know, art work and what have you. So I haven't really seen it. Um, you, 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 I mean, I can remember that I've the first game that we played after the helicopter accident. I think it was actually at Burnley, um, or it might, no, it might have been at Leicester. And you're, then I think it was chairman. at Leicester because they did a yeah. they did a, a walk. To the stadium, didn't they? Something like that. Right, you're quite right. It did. But the the reason I was saying that was because in the back, your then chairman, um, Mark Garlic, Mark Garlic, the TV guy, man, as I call him, um, he wrote such a nice piece. He had a whole page, two pages in the back, the inside back cover for the for it was a special program. Yeah, and he spoke. He was so nice about what he said. You know. And I always respect Burnley for that. I mean, like I say, I'd, I've, I've worked in Burnley. Um, I lived in Burnley. I've had all my kids in Burnley. Burnley were brilliant, totally brilliant when, as an away fan's dad, because I, I wanted my kids to be uh, a, a mascot. And this was in the day when there was only, you know, one mascot per team. And Leicester turned around and said, I said, you know, can, you, can we have one at an away game? And he said, well, we're more than happy as long as you've got the up-to-date kit, blah, blah, blah. But it is up to Burnley. And obviously at the time, well, not obviously, but I worked at the Burnley Express, the newspaper. Yeah. So the, the sports editor obviously had a few words with his contacts. And Burnley were absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The photographer and everybody. And I have total respect as a club for Burnley. And I do really appreciate you saying that. I haven't seen it, I must admit. And I'm not going to go looking for it. Um, no, I've not, as I say, I've not yeah. seen videos, but I've seen a lot of people talking about it, uh, and I just think it's derogatory. It's wrong, and it needed, you know, it needed to be mentioned that we, my channel and Burnley Football Club, especially, yeah. do not stand for that manner. I, I know you well enough to know that, as foul mouthed as you are, that that is not that is not you, and I really do appreciate those words. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for that. Definitely not a problem. Um, we all, but there's banter. It's part of football, and I know we live in a snowflake world, and I'm I'm the world. I hate snowflake, and I hope wokeism and whatever it's called. You know, you've got to have a bit of banter, you know. And you know, like England internationals, I will boo the Italian or the German national anthem. It doesn't mean that I have any disrespect for them from the war because I wasn't born when the war was around. It just means exactly. that I like there was a football I'm sat nation. there watching England, Germany yeah. booing the national anthem while tucking into one of their most delicious pizzas that have been made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's 22. It, this is, but this is it. So, But the banter is one thing, but 
some people they just haven't got that cock, cock stop thing to turn them to turn the to turn the gob off before they open it. There's there's nothing between that and that that stops it coming out. Unfortunately, very true. But, uh, very true. But kind words. Thank you very much. Now I know, I know that that's the last time we played each other this season. It is. It is. I am looking forward. To, oh, sorry. No, I'm going to. Sorry. Before I say this, I'm going to throw something back at you because you said to me, "Would you want Forrester? Would you want Blackburn up?" No. No. I mean, if you if we draw him in a cup, I, I'm happy with that. Uh, I don't think I want him up. No. Uh, it's always nice to play them. However. Mm. I think for us at the time, when it was 34 years and we'd not beat them in that long, and it was almost like, you know, when's the next game against Blackburn? Because we wanted to get that hoodoo off our back. Yes. But once we have, it's almost like it should be them itching to play us to steal the bragging rights, not us saying, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, come back again. I mean, we've had games against them since, and we've we just kept beating them and beating them. Um I'll never forget that day. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I'll never forget that day at Ewood Park that we managed to turn turn the result around mm. and we ended up winning the game. Uh, Danny Ings and Jason Shackle winners. And uh, I'll just, uh, one of the games I cried at, because and, and it wasn't just me. You, I looked around the stadium and there's, there's blokes older than me crying, thinking, you know what? I'm 40 odd years old. I've not seen Burnley beat Blackburn yet. And I, I'm I'm witnessing it. I'm here. I'm seeing it. So, um, so yeah, Dan, did you want a 50-50 on Blackburn coming up for a friend? No, def- definitely not. Definitely do you not. think, though, do you think, because depending who you speak to as a Leicester fan, for me, it's always been Coventry. A, they're our nearest rivals. It's the M69 yeah. derby. They were the one of the teams that had been in the in the top flight longer than than any others for for many 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 years. Um, we haven't played them. We played Forest and Derby more recently than Coventry because they went say down to the third tier. Um, but I don't think of them now because it's been so long. I don't think of it as sort of a local dog. But if if it if it threw up, if it threw, you know, we got them in the cup or something, then maybe that might ignite it. But do you think? If you were in the position you were a few seasons ago when you were going for the new, you qualify any of the season qualifying for the Europa League, would you then want Blackburn to come up? No, still not. No, no. I, I'm I think, just thinking I think at, at the moment you might look. I at think Blackburn at that point up. you're almost looking past that. You, you're thinking if 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 you've consecutive consecutively started, you know, finishing in European spots and things like that. I don't know. I mean, it's almost like Preston. You know, Preston were a really good rivalry mm. when we are in the Championship. And now we've played them in, like, pre-season friendlies and stuff. And you're just like, eh? Yes. No, this is, this is a game that I got banned for getting my arse out against, you know, outside the stadium. When I, you know, I mean, I was an idiot that day. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, <laughs> we all, that is we, a sight that we're all glad we missed. Oh, well, I got it out to ask Chris. That's why I weren't allowed on the gate on the game, and it was the first time we'd won at Deepdale as well. In so God knows how long. I so you tell him the story. I also remember, and this was I think when I was in Burnley, that you are you were objecting, and I can't remember that you were objecting to the owners or the manager 
but you'd paid to actually go in and watch the game, and then you all turned your back on the game. Right, when well, that, that under that under Teasdale and Casper? I've no idea who either of those are, but it was Frank when Teasdale I was... Frank and Frank Casper. It was when I was at... It was when I was in Burnley. So it was pre-Stan Turner's days, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so you'll have had Chris Waddle... It might have been because that's when I started taking my kids down and uh, how they actually started to look in, still love football after <laughs> taking them down to watch <laughs> Chris It wasn't Chris Waddle's Burnley because you were saying, like I said the other day, you were known as Burnley Nil at the time, <laughs> <laughs> Burnley Nil FC. But yeah, you all went in. You have to Google it. You all went in and you paid the money and then at a set time, <laughs> just turned you back and didn't watch the game. I'm like, I paid. I'd be. I paid for this. I'm watching it. I've been like that over my shoulder. <laughs> but Dan, hope we're going to speak to each other again before the end of the oh, season. Of course we are. I'll be back. I'll be back on on Monday, won't I, Chris? I've got. A, I've got a quiz to try and win. Oh, you ha- and I'm on yours on Friday because I've got some games to try you and predict. Certainly and are. Top of the league to try and stay at. Um, you certainly I put are. The, uh, and I did put out today the uh, the headings for the four rounds. I don't know if you saw them. I did, I did. And how are you feeling about them? I know what you're like with your three, uh, your uh, three, two, one situation. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm sure I'll I'll find out when you break down the uh, the rules to us about those rounds. Oh, I, you will indeed. You know, you you're used to knowing it in advance because I'll usually run them past you, but. Uh... Is Craig going to beat you and stay the first person to remain as champ for two weeks? That is the question. Probably. Probably. I can't see it. I can't see it. No. I'm going to see you before that on Friday at nine. You Um, will. And we'll probably talk to each other because I I think your mum was complaining about not getting the the maintenance check or something. So we need to sort that out. It's all right. She says, as long as you're in regular contact with your dad, she's not too fussed about the payment. (laughs) I'm going to say, because I thought I should have stopped paying for you about 22 (laughs) years ago or something, you know. I think she's fleecing me still, (laughs) Clay. I will see you at nine o'clock on Friday, as they probably speak to you. Certainly will. Your details, your your, um, Twitter and your YouTube are in the description below. Guys, go over and give Dan's channel a follow. He does a lot of non-Burnley stuff as well. And even if you just go over to laugh at them, and it's easy to do that this season, you're going to laugh at them. Make sure you subscribe first because that doesn't matter. But just tell everybody where they can find you, apart from obviously on this channel a lot at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also on TikTok, but I, I, I'm in two minds whether to keep that going at the moment. Yes. Um, I, I started a TikTok and didn't. <laughs> He sort of just died. It's, it's too much p farting about. I, I, I do too much p farting about trying to sort me uh, sort all my images out for me on YouTube channel, let alone yeah. doing the TikToks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can catch us on all social media platforms, and you can catch us on podcast platforms as well: uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. But please do uh, make sure that you sh- show your support to Chris, because Chris puts a lot, a lot, a lot of effort in. And he doesn't just have to press fancy little funny buttons. Um, you know, off camera, he's constantly in contact with me. Do you think this looks all right? Do you think that looks all right? And he clearly values my input just as much as I value his. So um, 
do go show Chris your support because he's an absolute cracking guy and uh, with a great channel as well. You are too kind, sir. You are too kind. For those, and you know, we've got. I to, think I need to start properly. swearing again. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we're doing this properly, we've got to go back and see if we've had any replies. <laughs> to, to 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 the usually to the usually the replies are from Ofcom. <laughs> <laughs> and funnily enough, Jake is very quiet. Mm. Ah. Yes. He must have been arguing. That's it, though. He's had a defeat. He's staying off social media. The internet goes down when uh, West Ham fans have had a defeat. Well, in fairness, he doesn't live in Somerset. So, I mean, you know, the the scrumpy that keeps their electricity going, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Scott just added at the the end here, or you can find Dan uh, outside Turf Moor either mooning or having a cheeky leak. The last time we were successful from a corner, Scott. <laughs> yes. And he could have had his league yesterday because it was St. David's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, young man. And uh, Not a problem. See you Friday, but speak to you before then, of course, anyway. You thanks very much. Take thanks care. for having me and hope everyone's well. Stay safe. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much there for to Dan. Um, just to point out, like I said, if you look at my background, that is yellow, Dan. Look, look where the pen's pointing. That is yellow. Yours was shitty brown. I'm not gonna lie. But thank Dan, thank you, Dan, for those kind words as well. Like I said, I hadn't seen it all, but um, we I, we know no, no football club out there should be tarred by the few idiots that each club uh, each club attracts, and we all we all have them. Um, and if you don't know who the nut at your club is, then it's probably you. Uh, it's like when I took my car into the garage and said, uh, I've got a loose nut. He said, Where is it? It's behind the steering wheel. He said, Oh, it must be you then. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, I'll leave you on that one. You're probably glad of. Thank you for watching. Left is like die TV. Please go and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to Dan's as well, Turf Morehouse. And if you've been listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Um, Amazon, Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify. Uh, podcast addict or your favorite podcast platform 20,000 downloads in about 14 months i just i just can't get my head around it i just can't get my head around it thank you dan there for uh, for your round of uh, round of apathy um, <laughs> thank you very much oh i am back when am i back i will be back tomorrow at nine o'clock can't help us it's another prediction show we'll probably do bad again on that um, I will see you then. Thanks very much. And remember, whatever you do, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Take care, guys. Stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.